Let's get the show on the road. Welcome back once again to the PLP podcast. This is your host, Carlos D. And this is your girl, co-host. Snagglepuss. Co-star. <laughs> Christy. Back. Uh, I'm about to get a spill real quick. If you want to do us a favor, you can like, rate, review, or subscribe to the podcast on everywhere you find great podcasts, including SoundCloud, Google Play, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and then drum roll, please. <laughs> Your boy got us on Spotify. Oh yeah! Only took you what three or four months this time? Literally took me about two days. So zip, zip your lips. I thought we had been talking about it for a while. We literally talked about it last episode. No, we didn't. We had brought it up offline. We brought it up offline before, and we had joked about it. You, We will be on there like in 2021 or something. But anyway, uh, congratulations to us. We're on Spotify. Thank you. Like that was fake, half-hearted, and not enough praise for me. But <laughs> I'm used to it at this point. Wait, what do you want? What you want, a cookie? What you want me to do? Yeah, I want some excitement in your damn tone. Dry yeah. You sure you want to take a nap or something before we start this up? You need some coffee? Some yeah, let me, um, let me go take a nap. I'll be right back, y'all. I'm going to just do the show without you because I'm the star Whatever. Anyway. I'm upset. I'm upset that my little um headphone's not working. Well, stop buying them cheap and fair your products. Whatever. Get some strong quality um Panasonic black earphones like I got. And you'll be ruling the world. $6.99 on Amazon.com. Those little $5... Six ninety nine on Amazon.com. Oh, correction, six dollar. Dusty. Anyway, anyway. Um, so we we good on that. Uh, you can always follow us on the Instagram, POP Podcast on the Instagram, or you can go send us those emails to the PLP uh, the PLP Podcast at Gmail. Yeah, somebody was trying to sign us the other day. They thought we sung our theme song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, I that's just those bots, man. Anybody that's trying to sign you or try to give you any money, they send you random emails. Those bots, they're not really trying to sign you. They're just trying to get you to sign up for some type of program so they can charge you to help them. But they ain't made no money yet. So forget right. all that. I'm not about it. F them. You can't sign me. I'm independent for life. I don't want no money. I do this for the <laughs> love and the passion of the game. I don't do it for no ends or no funds. Okay, no features. No, we can do features. If anybody want to be a guest on the show, you can be a guest on the show. I take all guests, but you got to pay for your own transportation to and from where we record. We, and mm. we not give you no snacks. We not give you no cookies. We not give you no water. We not give you no pretzels, <laughs> no Cheetos. You get nothing. No Takis. So you, you might not even get a thank you at the end of the show. Dang. We don't, we don't treat people like that now. Because we are going to have a guest in a couple weeks. So, but anyway, it, it's, they wouldn't come in person, no how, because we're not even in person. Okay, so. can you stop um, giving all the secrets away? We're supposed to have an illusion. 
You letting all the you forgiving all the magic away, man. We don't need to let everybody know everything about our personal business. That's that's between us. My bad. Let me. My bad. My bad. You can't edit that take, out. We want to take Paige. I I got the intern Paige back. She back in the spring semester. Paige, mark this for rewind. We are gonna take this part out of the podcast. All right. And get my goddamn tea. Two lumps of sugar. Baby. I'm mad that you're actually looking like you're looking in the direction as, the, as if there's a person over there. Page over there. Page. <laughs> y'all should this. see this. Y'all need to see this. I'm going to sign your school credit in a minute. I, I'm, I'm working. Right, you got any shout outs? Anything you want to talk to the uh, anything? Remind us anything good you want to tell the people? Or you just want to move uh, around all day? Nah, I just want to shout out new show on OWN, the Oprah Winfrey Net, excuse me, the Miss Oprah Winfrey Network. That's a, just a little tilt of my hat to something else that happened this week. But to the new show, Family or Fiance. So it's this a couple is engaged to be married and they go away for three days with both sides of their family and they come away making a decision whether or not they should get married. I've watched two episodes and neither couple wound up getting married in the end. So I... Hold on, wait. Before you, What's the premise again? The premise is... <clears throat> like the person is choosing between their family or fiance, but really they just want their family's blessing to get married. So the couples are already engaged and then they come with, you know, the bride side of the family, the groom side of the family. And they do these little like family discussions, talks, events to um, basically determine whether or not, you know, the couple should get married. And I've watched two episodes and the couples did not, um, why not get married at the end? But it's a really good show. Like I, I'm entertained, even though it just make you feel like, how? Why are we all even engaged in the first place? Because secrets be coming out that you are. Anyway, I'm going on too far. Everybody watch own um, family or fiance. This seemed kind of fake or put on to do that. If they already engaged, and the families already kind of know each other, no, I, I don't care. I don't care. No, I don't care. because one episode, um, the the mothers was just meeting for the first time, so not even the you know, the mothers of each person of each spouse had met yet. So anyway. I'm a rabbit hole of things that I don't give a shit about. Um that's, if y'all that's wanna watch rude. own that's rude. All right, if y'all wanna watch own what's it called? The families of the future? Families of the fiance. It's called family or fiance. I feel like Oprah was supposed to have like this classy network, but it just turned into a trashy reality TV. Like she ain't no different than E or Bravo, or whatever those things. Well, why she got to be different? She's just trying to make another a buck like the next man. So I anyway, this the is point of the, to start, the, the new uh, when she started the own network. It was supposed to be like extra classy, but I guess she sold her soul to make another billion. And mm-hmm. Oprah, I am um, still interested if you want to date. Oh please, it's Miss Oprah. I know you're not talking about the way you was disrespecting Miss uh, Miss Gail King. <laughs> last week when you was disrespecting her and now was, now it's Miss Oprah but you was disrespecting Auntie Gail what's up with that you want to apologize n- you know I never apologize as she as you anyway alright man forget all that alright let's get let's get to the show Yo, do we got any overreactions on overreactions on her cause I don't we about to cancel that segment we don't never well, have no overreactions on. I mean I kinda did and kind of alluded to it. So this old video clip from, I guess, 20, 30 years ago came out where Maya Angelou was like on Sally, uh, excuse me, Miss Maya Angelou was on Sally, Jesse, Raphael, or like one of those talk I shows. I believe it's actually Dr. Maya Angelou. 
disrespectful. Oh, but wait, let's let's wait and hear the full story. So, on the show, this girl stands up in the audience and was like, "I have a question for Maya." The girl's got to be like twelve, and Miss Angelo goes, "Well, first of all, it's Miss Angelo." She was like, I have been on this planet long enough. I have lived more than you. I have blah, blah, blah. Just read the girl up and down and said, you know, I d- deserve the respect to be called Miss. And so there was, I guess, back and forth on the Twitterverse that she took it too far and shouldn't have been, you know, she didn't have to be that serious and cut that girl down for, you know, calling her by her first name. At the end of the day, <clears throat> came back to. It came, I'm sorry, I lost my train of thought. It came back to her being like too hard, not hardcore, but tough on this little girl when she could have corrected her in a more polite way. And there was just a big feud over it on the on the internets. And um, yeah, did you hear about the story? And do you call your elders Miss and Mr.? Um, first off, no, I don't call anybody Miss or Mrs. Only people I call like, Older people, by not by their first name, like my aunts or uncles, mm-hmm. because they like a part of our family. So I call like my aunt, you know, aunt whatever, or my uncle, uncle whatever. But I don't call other people just because they're older than me, Miss and Mrs. Because why? I mean, we all grown us, we all equals. I'm not disrespectful you by calling you John, just like you're not disrespecting me by calling me, you know, Carlos. Like we are, because one and this actually came up one time when I was first starting off in my career, you know. First on to get into like working and stuff. And it was this lady who was a older lady, could have been like, you know, in her fifties maybe. And she was saying that she wanted the younger people in the office to call her Miss Carla or whatever. And I was like, but why? Carla? Miss Carla I don't know. I can't remember her name. Uh-huh. But Miss Carla or whatever. I'm like, but for what purpose? Like, we are all equals here. You're not like my superior. You older than me and I respect you in the sense that, you know, I'm not gonna call you like Miss Bitch, or I'm not gonna call you out your name, but I mean if your name is Carla. Why can't I just call you Carla? You call? Are you gonna call me Mister Delgado or, or Mister Carlos? If you're not willing to do the same thing for me, then no, I'm not gonna do it for you. And I don't think it's disrespectful or nothing at all. I think it's just like a difference in opinion. It's not disrespectful not to call you Miss or Mrs. if you aren't doing the same thing for me just because you're older than me. Mm-hmm. What have you done other than live longer than me to earn this 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 rarity air that I must call you by Miss or Mrs. Then yeah, in this situation, right. you talk about the girl was like 12 years old. Or 10 right. years old. Maybe if you little like that, yeah. But if I'm a grown-up and you're a grown-up, we're going to be by first names or we're going to be by last names. But there ain't going to be no Mr. Mister Miss Carla. Nah, I'm not for that. Yeah, so it got down to, like, you know, people were saying, well, you know, I'm black and this is how I was raised. And I call all my elders Miss such and such and Miss such and such. And I thought about that and I'm like, so I I, I was raised that way, but I don't do that in practice now as an adult. Like at my one of my jobs, there's a lady there. Um, let's say her name was Robin. I was introduced to her as Miss Robin. She was older than me. She had been at the job for 40 years. I always called her Miss Robin. And like even in email, I might have slipped up and I would write Robin instead of Miss Robin. But when I spoke to her, I mean, and and I didn't feel any type of way like, oh, I'm not supposed to. But then you had other people, uh, you know, other people on the job who were Miss Robin's age and they were just, you know, and just they would just be like, hey, Robin, you know, da, 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 da. But then you had other people who are around her age who also called her Miss. So, you know, just, you know, 
very different um, reactions and approaches to actually using that little, I guess, what is it, title ahead of their name. And like now, if, yeah, I don't, if you, if you, even if you're older than me and you just call, tell me to call you like Eric or somebody, I'm going to call you Eric. I'm not going to switch it up and go Mr. Eric unless you require that of me. I do get that as, you know, a, a show of respect, but I feel like, you know, nowadays it, it, we are living in different times um, and it's not necessary. But if somebody is asking you, you know, to please refer to you in that way, then I don't see, you know, a problem doing that. But back to the original video. Yeah, this was a little girl. I mean, and we are talking about the world famous, awesome, incredible Dr. Maya Angelou. So she did deserve to be called because it was just like, don't be walking up and calling me Maya, like Miss Angelou. You know, the same respect that she would show a teacher. And I think that was part of her argument, too. She was like, I'm your teacher. I'm your mother. I'm your aunt. I'm your grandmother. Like in a, I guess, like a spiritual or a, I guess a, spir- a spiritual sense or, uh, you know, just a, I-, I can't think of the um, word that I'm looking for. But anyway, that was that. That was my overreaction on all um, for this week. And people Truly, um, in my opinion, just overreacted. She deserved to be called Miss Angelou and not Maya by some little girl she didn't even know. So I don't know. who who was digging up these thirty old videos? Like you got time for this? Somebody right? trying to bring my um, excuse me, Doctor Maya Angelou down. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, okay. If All you right. want to call your elders by Mister Misters, do it. If you don't, then don't. Uh, if we grown, we can call each other by our first names. Oh, but, but wait. You- but I, I'm not doing it to you if you ain't doing it to me. So what if you, you want to be Miss Carla, I'm going to be Miss Carla. Now, what did you say when, you, like, your aunt and uncle, you say aunt such and such, uncle such and such, or you just be like Robin or? No, I call them, I call them aunt and uncle okay. before. Even though I call my own mother by her first name and my own grandmother. I do that too, but not like seriously. Yeah, I do it mainly just to get on her nerves. Mm, yeah, all right. All right. Anyway, moving on swiftly professionally to something more importantly. Um, so, so we we back at it again. We can't give up our youth. We can't give up our childhood. We both middle aged old fuddy duddies. Speak so for yourself. So we always. Well, I'm a middle aged fuddy duddy, and I only care about one decade of my entire life, and that was the decade of the '90s, from 1990 to 1999, were the best years of my life, and I can't leave that decade behind. And so. We already tackled 90s R&B. We tackled 90s TV. So we got to finish the entertainment trifecta and talk about 90s movies. And because we are two black people, these going to be black 90s movies. So excited. Such a challenging um challenging decade that we live in now because there's not that it's like one or two good movies but going back to look at the 90s there was so 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 many this was truly you know the um the peak pinnacle of black cinema well that's what they say they say that was like the golden age i feel like every 20 years or so and i think we might have probably talked about this before uh like it's like an influx or like a big number of black black movies. In the seventies, they had all those black exploitation films. They had all those uh, like black movies back in the seventies. And I feel like in the eighties, they had a couple of black movie stars, but not necessarily a lot of black movies. And then the nineties was another peak time, like you say, like the golden age of of black movies. So we decided to kind of get into that, talk about that, talk about some of our favorite movies, talk about our top fives, talk about 
a bunch of a bunch of stuff when it comes to black movies. First off, I want to ask you this question: To you, what makes a movie black? Um, the characters and what and the role that they play, whether they're playing a main character, you see them predominantly, and then. Secondly, I would say if you have blacks involved in producing and directing the film, which I think it's rare to see both because some of, you know, black movies that I have enjoyed in particular coming to America wasn't directed by a black man. But, you Mm. know, all the characters were black in the movie. Um, So, yeah, I think it's um, who's cast and who is actually making the movie makes it a black movie. Um, Yeah. Do you feel like the majority of the star, the majority of the characters have to be black? Like, can you have a black movie where it's like a main black star? Like Eddie Murphy, let's say Eddie Murphy in, in Beverly Hills Cop. Mm-hmm. Is that a black movie? No. So you, you think it has to be like a majority of the black people? Yeah, yeah, because I wouldn't, no, nah, I just don't, I, I mean, I'm, I don't think I've ever seen all of Beverly, Beverly Hills Cop or 48 Hours, whatever you said. But no, nah, I wouldn't look at, think of that as a black movie, no. Nah. Because so, it was just him. Wasn't he the only black guy, like the main character? And then it was the guy, um, a white guy partner. So, well, we, no. Hills, he didn't have a partner. You talking about 48 hours? Yeah, Nick Nolte. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was, when I was doing my research about this, I was, they was talking about that. And it was like some of the biggest black uh, movie stars. For example, Denzel Washington. He's one of the, probably for the last 20, 30 years has been like one of the biggest black movie stars. But he doesn't really star in a lot of black movies. Like he is black, of course. He's the star right. of the movie, but the and the guy who wrote this article was saying for it to be like a black movie, it has to, it has to be either, you know, d- directed by black people, starring black people, or if a black person is like the only star, their blackness has to be, uh, like intermittent. Oh, I can't think of the word I'm looking for. Um, intermingled. A major part of the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has to be like a major part of the story. So in a lot of movies, Denzel, he, of course, he's black, but. Anybody can play that role. Like a lot of times, he's just like a cop, but it's not because oh I'm a black cop. It's just I'm a cop. So other but, than a handful of his mm-hmm. movies, he him his blackness has nothing to do with um, the storyline. It's just well, that I he think I mean I mean well Denzel, you had he got game, Malcolm X, even more recently Fences. Those are definitely black movies. But then even thinking back to Training Day, he was a black cop, but I consider that a black movie. Because it's also, I consider that a black movie for some for some yeah, reason. But his, his, I mean, he was a black cop, and but his blackness had nothing to do with it. Outside right. of his movies where he's playing like historical figures, like like Glory. you said, Malcolm X or well, Glory, Wade. I don't historical. know if he's playing an actual right. person, but mm-hmm. he's playing a it's hurricane a or yeah. hurricane where he's playing a real person. Or remember the Titans where he's playing a real person. Uh, he's the not great really. Was he great in the debaters, Great okay. Uh He was. Okay. But a lot of them, he's just like a you know a black guy just happened to be doing stuff, but it's not already you know detrimental. I mean, a, a part of the scene. Same thing with they were talking about a lot of these other black stars. Will Smith has never been in a black movie. Uh, 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 bad Pursuit Boys. Of Happiness. Pursuit of Happiness. And I, that was one of my questions because Bad Boys. I'm, I was thinking about putting them in my top five, but I was like, is Bad Boys really a black film? I mean, Will Smith and Martin both are the stars of Bad Boys, but nobody else in the whole movie is black. Other than Martin's family. Oh, and then um, the girl, one of the models, they got killed. Right. Yeah. I mean, she's. I, I want to give it her. I <laughs> right, mean, right now. To me, that's just a cop, a buddy cop film. Right. Where the two main characters happen to be black, but then black men, black don't have a. It's not really a major part of the film. So that's why I let. Even though it's Bad Boys, the original Bad Boys, one of my favorite movies, is not on my top five because I don't really consider it a black film. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And so when we did this, I didn't know, I didn't pay attention to the fact that it had to be black. So. Goof. That was the whole purpose of it. No, 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 no. I, I still, I still got it together though. I still, I, we I can still doing, do my part. All right, we just want to talk about the '90s movies. <laughs> that was the whole purpose of Shush. the thing. But most of mine are, but like some of them, you know, it, it can't be classified as a color. Some of the movies that I came up with. So, well, one of the movies I came up with. But anyway, moving on. You get on. No, no, no. Because I'm about to say justice. You get on my case all the time about planning the show out. Sending you outlines. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, I have I have black movies. I have I did read it, but I think this is what, what I did with the um when we did the the music episode and I was talking about Whitney Houston for R and B and we were like, wait, she's really pop. So I just got carried away. I got too enthusiastic. But I do have black movies on my little list, of course. Cause if I just look back at all the movies that came out in the nineties, I'm like, we have so, 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 so many. But anywho. Moving on. Negroes and she grows. So to, to put a point to put it blankly, either be a black experience or a predominantly black cast. Even if it's not, I mean, because normally when it's a black cast, uh, it might not be about their blackness, but it's still a black movie because of a black class. Like to me, like a movie like The Best Men, a Best Man, it's just about a group of friends in a wedding and all that type of stuff. And then they are black, so they have like black cultural references and stuff. Yeah, that's and, a black movie. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree that it is because the oh. whole cast. But on his face alone, it's not really about the black stripe or black struggle. So, but we agree. Got to have a black, black, even a predominantly black cast will be about the black experience if the whole cast is not black. Mm-hmm. It's your dusty, nah, paying attention. To, uh, let's just get into this top five. Let's just get into this top five because you didn't, you didn't work my last or my, 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 my nerves. Stay on edge now because you make me do all this work, all this preparation, and then you don't read it. And, and now I'm upset. I'm about to. If you don't calm your little... Let's you start off first. Go first. First? So I did mine, as you know, differently because I included some non-black movies on here. But I also, like, for my top five, Artists it's not in... Black actor in the movie. It, it, her so her it's favorite not... movie was um, You Got Mail, the whitest movie. <laughs> Sleepless in Seattle. <laughs> A black soul Steel Magnolias thing. was my favorite movie. Fried green tomatoes. Um, no. So fried green tomatoes was dope though. I don't, know. Don't fake fried it was. Tomatoes. It's a really good movie. Anyway, I did mine. So they're not in numeric order. So like I don't have like number five, four, three, two, one, but I broke it down by like genre. Like if it was a comedy, drama, grown and sexy type of movies. So I'm going to start with my, I think my biggest category when I was looking at these was my grown and sexy category. And, oh my God, it's so, I still can't even really do this. So I'm going to tell you the these ones the that were in. Um, let me ask you a question. Are uh-huh. these movies you got failed up in the movie theater? That's why you call them grown and sexy? Yes, how'd you know? the second base in yeah, the back row you know. of the uh, movie movie theater? Yes, that's exactly it. Mm. So in my grown and sexy category, I had Best Man. Love Jones, Waiting to Exhale, Boomerang, How Stella Got a Groove Back. Oh my God, I forgot all about Boomerang for my list. Boomerang is one of my favorite movies. I don't even know got it down for the top. So it's this is so hard, and like some of those, like Boomerang, also falls into the comedy category. But my, I guess my best grown and sexy movie, my top top grown and sexy. Oh my God, this is so hard. 
I'm gonna have to go back to it was so good. I'm gonna have to say Best Man. Came out 1999. Tay Diggs. Mm-hmm. Um, Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut. Who else was in? Uh, was what you call in that? Howard. And a really tall black guy who I never know his name, but he starred in a lot of Tyler Perry movies as well. He, he was not in that. You think yes, he was. You thinking of the wood? Damn. See, and I don't even have the, the wood, wood on my list. Dang, 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 dang. This is really, really hard. I'm gonna say no. It's like it's really a hard tie between um, Best Man and Waiting to Exhale. Oh, Boomerang. But Boomerang is also like on my list for my comedy movie too, nah, in my right, comedy so. genre. All right. So in the grown, is there a reason why do you why did you pick Best Man? Do you want to give a little rationale as to why you think Best Man was the best one? It was just a good movie. Um, I like to see the brotherhood. For some reason, I've always admired and liked to see the brotherhood among black men, and I think that that the way the movie was just put together and kind of showcasing that. Um, just is just something that I remember, and that's just I, I really like the movie. Haven't seen, and there was like a um, wasn't there a Best Man Part Two? Yeah, Best Man Holiday. Best Man Holiday. I saw that the other day, but I would say that. And then for what was my other okay. one? Okay, okay, you're not doing all your categories at once. Can I get some? I'm not. I'm not, I'm not. So how Stella got a groove back? I mean, mm-hmm. I was you know that movie came out in '98, so I was, was like in sometime 40. in high school. Understood what the movie was about, and I was rooting for Stella to get her groove back. Um, and we all know how that ended. So I don't, I don't your turn. Angela, all I remember is Angela Bassett was fooling and still fine. Twenty years, twenty five years later, still look good. How you yeah. gonna be sixty something years old still look good? She's Mm-mm-mm. beautiful. Yep. Beautiful black queen. All right. So for now, my number five, I went with. Cult classic. Every black person should know this movie. Know, know all the characters. Know all the words. It's a it's a mix of great R&B music and also good black drama. Dream and- girls. <laughs> Everybody, Carlos hates the movie Dream Girls. I wish I could choke your ass right now. No, the correct answer is Nice Night This I Wish. The raindrops will fall. The oh, five heartbeats. The five heartbeats. With Eddie King Jr. It ain't Kane, you dummies. It's King. He just got a draw when he said it. Eddie Kane. That movie, that movie had it all. You know, I love R&B. It had good, good music, good story, uh, entertaining. Um, acting wasn't always the best. The story had some plot holes in it, but overall, one of my top movies. I think every black person on earth has seen it at least once or twice or a thousand times. Can quote it, can sing it. Duck. Hold on. Damn, I'm trying to remember the five heartbeats. Duck, Choir Boy, uh, Dresser, Eddie Kane. Oh, what's uh, what's Duck's brother's name? JT. Yeah. Was on tip of my tongue. Classic film, classic movie. Love it. Uh. I, I think I, I didn't actually see this. I mean, this one came out like the early 90s, 91, I think. Didn't see it, of course, in the theaters, but have seen it on DVD or cable 
over a thousand times. It's one of those movies that if you flipping through the channels and you have to come across it, you're gonna probably watch at least a good twenty minutes, thirty minutes if you're not gonna finish. <laughs> right, 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 right. Okay, okay. That you know what? That one didn't even come up on my list. So nice like this, I wish. So my next movie is a colorless movie. A what? It's a colorless movie. So it's supposed to be, we were talking about black movies. This movie is just my favorite because I went to see the play and I cried for like one of my birthdays. The Lion King. It is a cartoon. Girl, why did this got to do with black people? With James Earl Jones. Yes. Thank you. You just justified. Meanwhile, I mean, I have to shout out Lion King. Like, I love beautiful story, beautiful play. It just takes me back to being a younger person in this world. I went and saw the play. I got a, bo- um, a bag. I kept the playbill. I framed the playbill. I have a mug from the play. I don't I can't really put words on it, like why I like it so much, but it just has a special place in my heart. So this was one of the movies that made my um, top five. It's and of the play and not the movie. So I don't know why it's in your top five. You really seem to be all into the play. How you saw the play, you cried at the play, you love the play. Well, what I do with the movie? <laughs> because the the movie meant so much to me that I had to go see it again in a different format live. So that is my justification for why it made my list. But I'm not actually putting it in my top five, but I wanted to just do that one. Had to shout out the Lion King really quickly. So my next category. Did you wait like awesome? Yeah, mama. Okay, so my next um, category was drama. And within that category was really, I guess, only one. No, two. So The Green Mile, A Time to Kill. And the one that came out on top between those two was, of course, A Time to Kill with Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. Uh, everybody remembers. <coughs> Excuse me. Got a little bit choked up over here when he was on the state on the um, court stand. And he was like, and the lawyer was like, did they deserve to die? He was like, yes, they deserve to die. And they deserve to burn in hell. Well, you Very got the quote all wrong. From the he movie. said, yes, they deserve to die. And I hope they burn in hell. Same thing. Everybody don't every remember everything word for word. I mean, it's one of your favorite movies, but you don't know nothing about it. it. Yeah, I'm reading the script right now. I wrote the script. Okay. All right. So, Mr. Carlos over there is super perfect. He knows everything about everything. So, if you got a question, just ask Carlos. Hold on, but that's a good example of a movie (laughs) where the majority of the stars are actually because it's Matthew McConaughey and I think Sandra Bullock may be in it as as like his wife or girlfriend. The majority of the stars are white, but it's the central plot of the story is a young for people don't know a it's young a, black girl is raped uh, by um, some white guys and they are acquitted on the crime and then once they're acquitted the father gets revenge by gunning them down and then he's on trial the rest of the movie and they and fighting for his life. Yeah, and, yeah. And it's yeah. starring the great Samuel L. Jackson as the as the dad. And a very very close like runner up and I think that could be within the same category. Um, of this is Eve's Bayou which is a really good movie as well about um, a young girl who basically tries to put thinks thinks that she puts a curse on her father for um, stepping out on her mother 
and he actually gets killed and she kind of like had blamed herself for it but really it was going to happen inevitably anyway and that was with um journey i think journey smollett um starred in that as a little girl and um i think it also had a black director but it was a really really good movie so that also was um you know jotted down on my list in the drama category was that also samuel jackson was he the dad in that yes he was uh, they say samuel jackson yeah that he's been in like so many movies but when him and morgan freeman they didn't play every black character uh that ever existed over the last 20 yeah. years or so. i don't mess with morgan freeman now i don't really i don't really mess with him like that so you and just I don't... said it because you believe that rumor about him marrying his granddaughter he that did marry just his... a rumor. He... He did marry his step granddaughter. It was not. Anyway, I'm continue. So, stop hating on that beautiful black man. No. I'm sick of y'all doing that to him. All right. So my uh, no, let me let me go down my list. Uh, number number four came out in 1996. This is a movie about strong sisterhood. Coming together in the times of tragedy and strife and the struggle of how can you really get up out the hood and, and try to make a better life for yourself. And mm. then, of course, the obvious answer is to rob a string of banks. <laughs> the movie is, of course, starring Jada Pinkett Smith, the woman you hate. Vivica Fox, when she was still fine. I don't hate. She messed up her, uh, let me finish before she messed up her face with all that surgery. Uh, very butch studly Mr. Queen Latifah and then also Kimberly Elise who has gone on to a nice career after the fact set it off people don't know what it's about it's about four women growing up in the hoods of I think South Central or somewhere in LA and they decide to rob banks because they want to get out the hood and they try to make it out the hood so they go through the string of robbing banks and they also grow as sisters and bond as they go through all the different trials and tribulations of life. Um, dope movie. Dope soundtrack. I feel like Queen Latifah finally really got to be herself in that one. Because <laughs> um, they don't they don't let Queen Latifah be her. And she really was herself. She played the hell out of that role as Cleo. Um, but do you, do you really think that they don't, that whoever the they is, don't allow her to be herself? Because she also was like, but a cover girl model. She had a talk show and she's like out there now and she's not. She, I mean, she's just a woman. So I don't think that, I think that was the first time we saw her in that role. And um, I don't know if I knew that she was, I don't even know if she's even actually come out as gay. Like they've seen her with pictures with her girlfriend and stuff like that. But she, I don't think she's ever like sat down with essence magazine and said, yes, I'm gay, blah, blah, blah. But I think people just because they suspected that she was and she was and set it off, you know, they felt like, oh, you know, this is her getting to, you know, spread her wings and show who she is. But like mm -hmm. since then, I haven't seen anything. She just she's just a normal woman. I mean, yeah. I don't, yeah, I think it's like I think it's like on the same secret as Missy. Like it's not really a secret, but she ain't really never say I prefer women. But it's a well-known secret that, you know, they in the women, which is fine. But in 96, I think, you know, you, a lot of times you don't see her getting to play those types of roles. Even though she did really play kind of a tom I mean, she was into men and, and, um, and not saying if you were, uh, you're a tomboy, you can't be in the men as well. But she was kind of like a more of a tomboy kind of play character in, um, what's that Living show she was Single. Living Single. 
Right. But she stayed with the dudes. She stayed with the dudes. But Set It Off was, was one of my favorite movies from the 90s. Um, good action, good. Other than Dr. Dre, who was a horrible actor, everything else was good about it. Good story, good drama, good action. Uh, say everybody died at the end except for Jada. Spoiler alert. You should have seen it by now. But um, dope film. Love it. And uh, did, did you get a little choked up when Cleo got gunned down and they playing that music? Day was that wait? Was she she was the one that got shot in slow motion, right? Yeah, yeah. She came up the car. <laughs> like everybody was rooting. I mean, we were all rooting for them to get away with robbing the bank. Yeah, we we. Yeah. Damn, if, if if that damn uh, Luther didn't steal Luther. their money out the vent, they wouldn't have had to rob the bank downtown. They would have in the first probably place. got away. Damn, Luther. Uh, <laughs> all right, move on to your next category. Um, okay. This when you talk about what? So, well, this is where, so that category, so Set It Off fell into my category of what I named gritty movies. So Uh, along with gritty urban. So in addition to Set It Off, there was, in that category for me was Belly. And, oh man, what was my other one? Was Belly, Set It Off, um, I guess Uh, you could say Menace to Society, New Jack City. Blue Jack City. Ugh. Boys Dang. in the Hood. Higher learning. Oh my God. But I'm going to say we are, set it off was like one of my top ones as well. But um, I would say the next one in that order is Belly. I just thought it had really like the, and I'm not like a movie buff by any means. I don't know anything about camera angles and stuff. But the cinematography in that movie was good. And why are you rolling your eyes? Like, I could just remember just like certain scenes in the movie. I had never seen that in a, a movie before. And it just, I don't know, just felt it transported to, transported you and made you feel like you were inside the movie while it was happening. And then, I don't know. I just like that it took you to, it took you to Jamaica. It took you to what, St. Louis with the different drug dealers. And what did I say? St. Louis. Um, Lucia. Saint anyway, Lucia. let me speak on, on Belly. No, Belly wait, wait, wait. So I'm not finished speaking yet. It, it was one of the what? Worst movies of all time. It is horrible. The it plot makes no sense. The acting is horrible. Nas is the it worst was, actor of all time. But I, I thought I was talking, but it but it made my list. Just because This is how the movie made me feel, the impression that it made on me. It came out in 98. Um, yeah, so that's all that I wanted to finish saying about the Belly Um story and movie you must i mean um, movie huh you must have been either high or drunk when you saw the belly because that movie was it came out in 98 i was neither getting high nor drunk at that time i I wish i would have never seen it it was oh god awful you have some odd opinions man i'm just thinking of all the movies you could have picked and you picked it's about like gritty urban movie oh but but to be honest like so so since are you done or? All right, I'm done. I'm done. Go ahead. But so here's the thing, like with New Jack City, Menace to Society, um, Boys in the Hood, I honestly never saw all those movies all the way through. And that was because I just wasn't interested as a little middle schooler, high schooler. I was like, I don't want to go see a gang banger movie. So I can't, you know, they didn't make my list because I personally never saw them. And it wasn't, I just didn't have an interest level in them. But um, those were all, were those John Singleton movies? Some of those were? 
He was uh, boys you know, in the hood is. um back in the day. But Boys in the Hood is, is a John Singleton movie. Uh High and Learning, I think you mentioned earlier is a John Singleton movie. Um still what else my- Belly is Hype Williams. Actually the mo- the what music director, the Hype movie Williams? director. Mm-hmm. Career party ended up he made that whole belly. <laughs> anyway, that was my next one was Belly. That made an impression on me that I liked. All right, then. Let's knock Belly off the list, I guess. No, uh, number three, or my the third movie I'm gonna list in this top five of mine. And I, oh, I, I do want to. You said New Jack City, man. I'm so mad I didn't have New Jack City in mine. But it's just not enough. I mean, five. We shouldn't have did five. We should just talk about all our favorite movies and just kind of went down and just put any kind of order. Because New Jack City was one of the best movies of the '90s for sure. But it didn't make my list. But definitely shout out to Wesley Snipes, Black Ass, and uh, CMB, and my and my brother, my brother's keeper, and G Money. With his dry as jerry curl and all the other stuff that went on in that movie. The Dutta Man selling crack out of the Carter. Don't be telling me to wrap it up. I'm gonna wrap your mom up. Anyway. <laughs> all right, number number three. Let's go with Friday. Another cult classic. Don't like next Friday. I don't like Friday after next, but I love Friday. Chris Tucker, uh, a young ice cube playing a role that didn't have him as like Doughboy or he was like a hood kind of dude. They still live in the hood, but he was like a more regular kind of regular guy. That just kind of went through things. Uh, so many funny lines from it. You got knocked the fuck out. We remember all that. Uh, uh, and you know this man. The joke that really launched Chris Tucker's career and made him into a big movie star um, for the time that he was one. Definitely Friday. Any thoughts on Friday? Any thoughts on Friday? I agree with you. I never saw any of the follow-up ones. You only need the original. Um, and just, uh, no, no other thoughts on that. Oh, thank you for bringing so much to the show. Do you want to do oh. the next category? Oh, well, so this, I didn't know if you were done talking about it. So, but, so that movie fell into my comedy category as well as Sister Act, which I guess is kind of comedy. That's one of my favorite movies I watch over and over again whenever it's on TV. But then um, also shout out to Blank Man. It came out in 94 <laughs> <laughs> with um, Damon, Damon and um, Keenan. What's it? Yeah, Damon and no. Keenan. Yes, and Damon was. and David Allen Greer. How come? It was Damon Wayne's David Allen Greer was his kind of buddy or sidekick. And his love interest was a woman we have kicked out of the black community. Robin Givens. No, Miss Stacey Dash. No, No, wait. It was Robin Givens. I'm thinking of uh, Mo Money. Mo Money Uh, was Stacey Dash. See, and that one didn't even make my list. Also, Damon Wayne's movie. That's the one that had Marlon in it. Man was just like a really silly, stupid movie. Um, Homemade costumes, saving the world. having orgasms off of kisses <laughs> and just a whole bunch of just silly, silly, silly good stuff. So I think that's my top um, comedy movie. And I'm not like, I'm kind of a serious person. I don't like stupidity, foolishness, nonsense, but I can definitely put up with it and, um, and blank man for sure. So shout out to blank man. He was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> oh gosh, yeah. Uh, they what was the movie, what was the movie that um? Oh, what is his name? Robert Towson did, and the guy was walking around with the goldfish in his shoes. He just got out of jail. That wasn't Robert Towson. That was um. Ken Ivory Wayne. I'm gonna get you, sucker. No, but we didn't. Robert Towson um direct the movie or produce I it, whatever that was. Huh. I think Rob Townsend was probably involved in it because they, you know, they was all a part of that little crew. Oh, yeah, but I think okay. Kenny uh wrote and directed. 
Oh, see, I'm just, I, I don't know my, oh, what was the movie with uh, Meteor Man? Remember, that was um, Robert Towson. That was Robert Towson, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was like the first black superhero, or one of the first black superheroes that they made into a movie. Yeah. Uh, and that was a that was a sad thing about some of these movies, like, they they didn't really do that well when they was in theaters the first time around, and I feel like mm-hmm. people wasn't really supporting movies like they should have been, Um, but they all became like cult classics or big movies after the fact, but I don't yeah. think they, a lot of these didn't make a lot of money during their initial run. And right. the, the sad part of it is don't go see it. I mean, you should go support black films because that's the only way they're going to make more of them. But it's also an obligation on the filmmaker to make a quality movie that we want to see. And it's worthy of our dollars. Like, just making a movie just because black people, when we go see it, you should try to do that. But if it's a crappy movie, that's why I like these Tyler Perry movies. I'm happy employing a lot of people and hear a lot of um, you know black folks and actors and making money. But they're not good movies, so I don't go see them. Right, right. Well, you know, Medea's being laid to rest. And I will have to say, I also don't think, so just like you think that black people should not go see movies that don't mean anything, black people should also not go see movies about about black people when black people were not included in making the actual movie. And I say that to the debate that we have had going back and forth with the movie the green book i do not support the movie and this guy over here loves it and he would probably go see a play if they made it so i'll just we'll move on for that quickly quick quickly we don't need to debate that look at your face i know how you feel you know how i feel black people don't support stupid black movies and don't go see movies that a white man made about a black man and didn't include his family the end thank you for coming to my ted talk it wasn't a debate but anyways next category did you? What was you just finish your category? You did the comedy. You said it was what again? Oh, blank man. Oh yeah, blank man. Okay, so Jason, a young Jason Alexander, was mm-hmm. the bad guy. Oh, he was, he was one of the guys. I don't know if he was the bad guy. I can't remember who the bad guy was. Because he, he had that robot. The robot was the <laughs> it was the fuse in the bomb, and it was falling down the side. <laughs> oh man! Yeah, blank everybody's about fun. to go watch it. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, my next, my next one. Oh, that's my go. Okay, go ahead. All right, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. So next on my list is another movie where the majority of the cast is black, but the co-star is a white man. And this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh, it has Wesley Snipes. It has Woody Harrelson. Money Train? No. That was the, the that was their second follow-up to try to all after the success of this first movie, White Man Can't Jump. Oh. White Man Can't Jump is one of the funniest movies I have ever seen. It's hilarious. Billy Ho. For people who don't know about White Man Can't Jump, it's about uh, street basketball. Um, Sidney Dean, Wesley Snipes, is a basketball player down in Venice Beach, California. And he teams up with this white guy who hustled him a couple of times to try to make some money. It stars those two. Hilarious. It stars a young Rosie Perez. And she shows her boobs in it, and then boobies was looking good. And that's the only one reason the, why you like it. Well, this, this was one of the first movies. This movie came out in 1992. I didn't. I definitely didn't see it in the theaters, but I saw it later on tape, and um, it got me um, it got me excited. And um, all right, Rose Perez is always gonna have a special place in my heart for her sex scene in this film when she showed those nice caramel colored cinnamon boobies, and I was very excited and very into it. Um, but also it's funny. Uh, the basketball is actually pretty good. Uh, it's not like a movie where you can tell the guys can't play ball at all. They actually they can really hoop. And so the basketball scenes are dope. 
Uh, it's funny. It got a lot of crazy characters in it. Uh, great movie all around. One of my favorite movies of all time. And it came out in the 90s, and it's a majority black cast. So we're going to call it a black film. All right. Next on my list, and if I had to, this, I, I'm going to give it, I'm going to go ahead and give it number one because I do love this movie. Um, by the one and only Spike Lee, Crooklyn. Oh, um, oh, oh. It's a family, it's a story about a black family living in Brooklyn. And it just kind of, it just shows their life through um, end of a school year into the summer and what happens over the summer within the family. You know, Troy, the boy, gets sent down south to live with, or to stay with um, her aunt and uncle and her adopted cousin. Right, but her nickname was Troy, the boy, because she wasn't a boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she goes, stays down south with her aunt, gets her, well, um, her aunt presses her hair, huh? I said, I'm, the, the, her, when she went down south, that was only like a minor part of the film because she well, only no, went down south because her mama got sick, yeah. Well, yeah, but it's sh- still, it happened like during the summertime they were out of school. So it just showed like the hijinks that the family, the boy, you know, her and her brothers got up to her time down south and when she came back um unfortunately her mother was sick and she kind of had to take over her mom died and um the movie ends with you know you kind of assuming that her she's going to take over as the matriarch you know of the family and like be there for her brothers just i don't know i i really really like the movie um that in the 70s. took me back to the 70s yeah, i wish i would i would have liked to have you know been in that household or have grown up in that time period um, if if it was ex- exactly the way that Spike sort of depicted it, um, yeah, that movie just has a really special place in my heart. Love Crooklyn, love Crooklyn. Mm. So mm. back to you, son. All right. So so wrap up my top five, and I feel like I should have did better research on my top five because I'm I feel like I missed so many movies. But number one I had to go to um, came out in 1991, uh, uh, Boys in the Hood. Just. You know, great movie, great drama, great acting, great story. I think this was kind of like the thing where he really started kind of catapulted hood movies in the sense of more than just about, um, you know, robbing and gangbanging and stuff like that. You know, that ha- that had parts of it, but it showed that, that people in the hood are like normal people as well. So you do have like the neighbors across the street, like Doughboy and them who sell drugs and they shoot people and kill people. But then you also have Trey, who's on the other side of the street, played by Cuba Gooding Jr., who is just a good kid growing up with a single dad and just trying to be a productive member or try to make it out the hood or try to be better. So I think it gave like a sneak peek into the L.A. hoods, something from people who on the East Coast like us didn't really get a chance to see. Uh, kind of gave you a dynamic of different characters and different things associated with that. And made probably like one of the best movies. Um, yeah. So, so that was definitely one of my favorite movies of the 90s, if not the top movie of the, the especially the black movie of the 90s. You say you never actually saw this from all the way through? What's, what's that movie? Boys in the Hood. I've never seen it all the way through. That I remember. Yeah, I don't think I did. Is sure you a Negro? You might not be a Negro. You might be oh. um, something else. Okay, well, um, have you not seen these classic black films? I haven't seen it all. I don't think I think I explained that earlier in the podcast is that when they came out just as a young girl, it was not something that I was interested in. So I didn't go to see it and I never like went back to like see it. I mean, I right, feel like I might have thought like years. <clears throat> so right, I, I never, that's but that's I still, even as an adult, I don't feel like I had an interest in going back to see like 
a movie, like a sad movie, because doesn't somebody like get killed before they go to college? Or <laughs> that's not a, see, that's not funny, and you up here making jokes about it. I don't want to, you know, I, I just not something I was interested in, but it's definitely a black movie, and, and it's near and dear to people's heart as it is yours and made your list. So I guess the last one, huh? I said it doesn't end on the most positive. Well, it, it, well Trey, Trey ends up getting out the hood. Trey ends up going off to Morehouse College. Um, but Ricky mm. and Doughboy don't make it to the end of the film. Mm. Mm. It, it just really kind of show like the, the that community and how people really don't care that much about it. And Doughboy had a, a good line at the end where he says people uh, he he was looking, his brother was murdered. Ricky was his brother and he was murdered. Oh, I know. And it was on, on a porch. Yeah, they was talking him and him and Cuba Gun Jr. or Trey uh, was talking on the porch, and he was like he was looking at the news, and they didn't even have a story about his brother being murdered. Yeah. And his brother was like a top high school, you know, football player, and it didn't even show up. It's just another, basically just another black dude killed that right. nobody really cared about. And his point where he said they either don't know, don't show, or just don't care about what's going on in the hood. Mm-hmm. So that was that was a, a a point thing. And this also introduced us to uh, Ice Cube as an actor who has gone on to be one of the most successful, one of the more successful actors out here, especially black actors um, since then. That was his first acting book. I guess, yeah. So the last movie um, that made my top five um, came out in 1997. And the name of this movie, the movie um, had your mouth watering and made you want to go hug your granny. It was called Soul Food. Big Mama uh, and her daughters and her grandchildren were featured in this movie and her uh, sons-in-laws. And basically, it just told the story of how the family came together over meals thanks to Big Mama. But when Big Mama, um, you know, lost her leg and had some health issues, you know, things start to shift and happen within the family. People would sleep with each other's cousins and people, I mean, with each other's husbands and families broke up and um, it just showed just a, a, and I guess this could have fell into my drama category. It just showed real life, you know, what happens in some families every day and how we try to bring food into it to, you know, bond and, and try to show our love with one another. Um, just a really good movie. Little Ahmad acted his little heart out with his little tears and I wonder what happened to Ahmad where is he now but um yeah soul food uh also made the top of my list and there were like so so many so many movies to choose from but um soul food real quick made me think about my family I think like a similar thing I feel like this might happen in a lot of families where like the like the 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 mother of the family or the grandma the matriarch of the family like passes away and then the family just kind of falls apart. And I think that might happen in my family. Like, you know, hopefully my grandmother will live a long, long time, but she's like 88 years old. Mm-hmm. And I feel like once, you know, eventually she's going to pass away. And when she does that, our family, like, is just not going to have events together anymore. I'm like, we're not going to do Thanksgiving no more, Easter no more, all that type of stuff. And that's what I've, I've been thinking. I don't know. Like, you don't know if that's really going to happen, but I feel like it, that's the only thing that's like holding all the extended family together and it may end the family um, you know, on that unfortunate day. Well, so that's a sad yeah, movie. Yeah, it's a sad movie, but you know what? To spin it in a positive light, Carlos, just because you—I mean, that's how you feel about it. 
that could be your opportunity for you to be the patriarch and to bring your family together. So that's another way of looking at it. You know, should that day come, it'll just be an opportunity for you to step up and shine and bring and bring your family together and memory. Um, but anyway, we're not even there yet. Let's not even go down that path. I'm not old enough to be called Mister yet, so I can't be the matriarch. I can't be the patriarch of the family. And you're not. You got to be uh, Maya so. Angelou age and, older. and call out little twelve years for calling you Mister. We're not calling you Miss. Right. Okay. So look, here is one movie that I felt like was just so underrated. Go for it. Life. Life was gonna be in my top five, but what I happened? had to make some cuts. I mean, it's just too many good movies it, that it came out in the 90s, it, and I was trying to find some other ones. Yeah, and it was it was a really it was long as hell, but it was a really good movie that I just don't feel like got the respect <laughs> that it should have. Um, I definitely saw it in the movie theater. Came out in '99, so this is like toward the end of the '90s. Yeah, I but saw had, the movie. Huh? I was saying I saw the movie theater too. Yeah, so it was. I mean, it had its funny parts, but it was also, you know, very sad that these men spent their entire lives in jail for something that they didn't do. Right. Um, I mean, you can't go off the break. You can't go wrong with a comedy parent of Martin and Eddie Murphy when they were at the peak of it. Like, well, yeah. Eddie wasn't at the peak of his powers anymore, but this was Martin was still really hot. Um, and, and hilarious movie, funny. Uh, you know, it is sad. Because while it's a comedy, they do show that this, I mean, this stuff like this really did happen to people where they, right. they were uh, falsely accused of things or falsely imprisoned. And these people spent their entire lives in jail um, before finally, luckily at the end, they end up getting out when it was like 90 something years old because they escaped. But life was definitely a f- hilarious movie. But I, I can name a whole host of movies that I just couldn't fit into my um, my top five. Juice. Remember yeah. Juice? Yeah. Great movie. Great Everybody who watched movies from the 90s loved Juice. I don't, uh, I don't think I, I don't know if I saw that all the way through either. Never seen but anyway, movie. it was on my list. Mm-hmm. Minister Society, mm-hmm. um, another great, uh, another very popular, famous hood movie that people love. Poetic, Poetic Justice. Justice. People love Poetic Justice. People love How You Learning Something, a movie that you mentioned, How You Learning. House Party. And then you had like ho- House Party would have been in my top five. House Party. Uh, even House Party 2, not House Party 3 or 4. F those two. But House Party definitely won. Kid and Play had some hits. Class Act was my joint too. Class Act, (laughs) low key was my joint. I forgot about Class Act. Did that come out in the 90s too? Uh Mm -hmm. Dang. I think that was came a little bit after um, House Party then. But Class Act, uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. We. I, I I can't name them all. We've been we've been sitting here all day. With it, Martin had a couple movies. Yeah, a thin line between love and I'm sorry, a thin line between love and hate was Martin, and it's then Martin. what's love got to do with it? Was Jason's lyric. lyric. Mm-hmm. I, I feel I, like a lot. I, I feel like the problem. The only problem I had with like the '90s, a, a, a big part of it was like movies had to be about the hood back then. And I feel like they didn't really give us enough like soul foods where it's just like a black family. You don't got to be like about nobody shooting nobody or nobody being in the hood or just selling drugs and nobody dying and stuff like that. They didn't give us enough movies like The Best Man or um, at least in the first half of the, of the 90s. Right, because like, eventually we got The Wood. Yeah, Soul Food. Yeah. We got Love Jones, which you hate. Yeah. So many. Uh, we can't get into all of them. Um... Wait a minute, Tales from the Hood. Did you see that? Yeah. Would that have made you? Yeah. I, was yeah. A, uh, I should, actually watched that in, not in the theaters, but uh, one of the teachers let us watch in high school one time. <laughs> not, not high school. Not, not, it wasn't high school. I wasn't in high school yet, but they let us watch it in. Uh, wasn't it? This must have been a substitute. No, he, I think it was towards the end of the year. He was like, I don't give a damn no more. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when I was in school, we went to three field trips to watch movies like, like at the movie theater. 
Mm-mm. during the school day. Get on the bus, was... Rosewood, and the Ghosts of Mississippi. It really? was like our youth history class, and it was all movies about um, h- historical uh, things happen to black people. Or uh-huh. get on the bus, which was about the Million Man March. Yeah, get on the bus was on my list too, in my little educational category <laughs> that I made. But Rosewood, I'm a... one of the first movies that I just was like so angry at like white people. Uh, uh, I, I, I still never seen um, Rosewood. I didn't want to see it. Tough movies where it's like, God, these people just living their lives trying to make you good, and y'all burn down their whole community, kill all these black people just because you could. Okay, That's what it. about what about this movie? Remember, um, Two Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar, <laughs> Wesley yes. Snipes. Yeah, Wesley Snipes. Is, that, Patrick a, is that a black movie? No, nah, I don't know, but it was on my list before I switched to specifically black movies. Uh, but anyway. All right. Well, I mean, we 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 up against it. Uh, I did want to get into a, a discussion about uh, who was the best black director from the '90s, but you haven't seen half his movie, so it's no point. Who? Between, between who? John Singleton and Spike Lee. Oh, I would say it's just Spike Lee, just because I'm a I'm biased right? yes. towards. You haven't seen Boys in the Hood. You didn't see Rosewood. Um, and he only did. Uh, Spike was much more prolific. Spike had like nine movies in the '90s. Uh, and John Singleton only had a four or five. Um, even though I think John Singleton, if you look at his body of work, I feel like he might have had the better movies because Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, How You Learning, and Rosewood. Uh, um, Spike had Mo Better Blues, Jungle Fever, Malcolm he had, X. Like, 75 I, movies. I never liked Malcolm X. I never really, I thought Michael X was long and boring, but people love Malcolm X. Um, Girl Six hit, I mean, he had uh, Brooklyn oh. Clockers, Girl Six, which was another movie I didn't She's like at all. gotta have it. But that was in the 80s. Oh. Uh, that he got game with some of the same, but we already talked long enough about this. Um, you got anything else? Nope, nope, nope. Tell them where they can find us. Hold on, before before we ended up, if you if we didn't mention one of your favorite movies from the nineties, apparently it doesn't have to be a black movie. It can be any movie because Christy Forrest changed the whole Gump, game. Let Titanic. us know. Shout it out. Uh, <laughs> talk to us in the comments. What's good with uh your favorite movies and films or whatever it may be? Uh, you can let us know now, kind of projects. You can hit us up on the email. You can go to the IG page and put something on there. Um, everywhere is the POP podcast. So you can find us on Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and then newly on Spotify. Spotify. Instagram is the POP podcast. Or you can send us emails to the POP podcast at gmail.com. And Christy, oh, why my face just yawned in my face. So I'm going to wrap up the show. This has been the hero of the people, the black 90s black movie historian, the king of the world, Carlos D. And this is your girl, Christy. See ya! Thank you for being friends. Oh, 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 yeah. Hey, so we started from the bottom, now we're here, girl.